0: Domingo, Santana, ooh, I wanna have ya Tanaka, a Jag, like Michael Walker Polanco and Bronco Oh they're you gonna you, you get into first place Check, bat, and ball data And swing and strike grapes Raisins and a shriveled grape Here's Adam's happy place Yeah, big
1: show, it is of course a Kokomo Friday. Just relax everyone. Let the fantasy baseball wash over you. Adam Scott and Heath Cummings today. Chris Towers is on some type of vacation or something like that. Is he on vacation? He's on vacation, right?
2: I think that Chris is on a permanent vacation because he gets to work with us. We make his life so uh-huh. wonderful.
1: You're right. You know, that's just the kind of vibe we're throwing out on Kokomo Friday. It's also Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day, Heath.
2: Why didn't we get one of those special intros like dun dun? You know, dun, 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 dun. I dun, feel dun, like dun. I'm gonna make up for it.
1: I feel like if anything, we're gonna get get us sued. It would be
0: using the Star Wars music. I have no yeah, idea. But, I, I, <laughs>
2: they, I they
0: guard that property pretty closely.
2: Well, I will make up for it. Okay. I don't know when you want me to do this, but I've come up with some Star Wars team name Tuesday on a Friday team name.
0: Okay, I'm gonna
1: put that in the notes after we do risers and fallers team Great. name. Tuesday on a Friday Star Wars edition. Should I put out? Should I reach out on Twitter and see what we can get?
2: Well, I've got four phenomenal names. I doubt they can match me.
1: All right, hey Scott, how you doing? How's Coca-Cola Friday treating you? It's
2: just wonderful, Adam. Okay. Just
0: wonderful. That was a great intro you had there. I feel like you practiced it. Maybe no, not really. And it was just off the cuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Oh, you're getting better. You're getting better. Ten years into doing this, you're getting better.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's Scott
2: you know? is salty. I like, I haven't seen him for a week, and he walks into work with just this. The Braves are kicking everyone's ass glow <laughs> about him.
1: <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's give our favorite week seven two start pitcher that's owned in sixty percent of leagues or less. Who should oh. the people pick up?
0: Or okay, fine, sixty five percent of leagues. <laughs> Uh, I guess, is Tyson Ross 64? He's 68. Oh, no. See, there were only two good ones who were owned in less than 80, which is the cutoff I use for sleepers. Um, but I will open up that list now. Oh, Luis Castillo is try... 78% owned.
1: People, you got to pick up Luis Castillo.
0: Right. Yeah, no, okay. Luis Castillo and Tyson Ross are the two um, that everybody needs to add for their two starts this week because you'll probably just keep them thereafter. But... Um, Oh, I got I one. Little... I got one. Go for it.
1: Fernando Romero, ooh, I want to snare ya.
2: <laughs> the problem <laughs> is what I'm looking at, and this could be wrong, Um, but it looks like he's going to match up with Carlos Martinez and Shohei Ohtani.
1: Eh, whatever.
2: Ohtani will be hurt, injured. You know that. And the Angels are the best <laughs> offense in the world, right? No,
1: not at all. The Yankees are. Um. I, I, I own Romero in four leagues, as I mentioned yesterday. I don't know if, I wish he were a one-start pitcher. If that makes sense, cause I, you know, especially in categories. You don't want the
0: pressure of starting him. Exactly. I don't want it to go yeah. badly
1: twice, but that's somebody I would at least pick up to stash. Alright, so you tell me, is there anyone out there that is, uh, the best, the best ad in less than
2: 65% of leagues? And- It's awful. It's an awful, awful group of pitchers to choose from this week.
0: Yeah, if you're forcing me to choose according to that standard, I might go Romero, actually. Um, you know, Lucas Giolito was pretty good Wednesday, but in a way I don't necessarily trust. So you know what? And we know
2: and we know when things go badly for him, they go very badly. I'm gonna get Crazy Town Banana Pants. All right. This guy is owned by the team Crazy Town Banana Pants in our for the people (laughs) podcast league. Jeremy Hellickson has two starts, and one of them is at the Padres. Uh, that is pretty banana easy. pants. That, that's going. That's going too strong. You, you play. You go too hard
0: after the matchups.
2: He. I. I would like rather, a true DFS guy. I would rather start Jeremy Hellickson at San Diego and at the Humidor than I would oh, come Fernando Romero. Come on, that's ridiculous. How, how about Har-
1: how about Harlan Garcia?
2: No, I don't know him.
1: It, dude, I'm pronouncing it right. It's Harlan the Marlin. I I know you want me to say Harleen, but it's Harlan. It's just
2: Garcia. a it's a it's that's a marketing tool. It's it's Harleen.
1: Uh, fine. <laughs> well, how about Jay Garcia at the
0: Cubs and against the Braves?
2: Could be Jaime, but it's not Jaime. No, thank you. It's, yeah, no, thank you. He
0: is fool's goal. He's behind Hulkson for me. One day you're going to be able to play the
2: fool Jew clip. For but Star
0: Wars Day is probably not the right day to do that. All
1: right, then uh, we'll move on. We'll talk more two star pitchers later. Extremely important correction. This comes from Jake from Atlanta and about 10 other people. Uh OTP does not stand for on the plains or on the prairie or whatever I said. It stands for outside the perimeter, meaning yep. I-285 is basically a circle that surrounds the city of Atlanta. People say OTP when they're talking about the suburbs as opposed to downtown. Scott didn't know that. That is I, I
0: didn't know that. I, you know. I thought everybody knew I that. I spent my first 22 <laughs> years in Atlanta. Did you live OTP and, or ITP? Uh, I lived OTP. I lived OTP. Scott's
2: down with OTP. Yeah, he
1: is. Sure is. Okay, let's get into risers and fallers. Then we'll do team name Tuesday on a Friday. We've got big news. For some reason, Jacob deGrom is going to try to pitch on Monday. Ah, uh, Walker Buehler looks like he'll be in the rotation. We've got uh, fantasy Skywalkers and fantasy Vaders. Good and bad. And 15 emails in five minutes. That'll be a fun segment. And uh, most added list, who to add, who to drop, as we get you ready for week seven. Two risers. Scott White, give me two risers.
0: Okay, Adam. How about Kurt Suzuki as a riser? Let's do it. Since Braves. Tyler Flowers returned, he has still been the Braves' primary catcher. He is doing all the things he did last year in a way that we thought was unsustainable just because he would never done it before with the power. Uh, struck out six times all year. The Braves have a really good thing going offensively. He's a big part of it. While Tyler Flowers is an excellent pitch framer and pretty good on base guy, uh, I don't see him uh, even getting, getting it to the point of a 50-50 split, uh, if, if Kurt Suzuki continues to do the things he's doing. So would, you, would you drop Evan Gaddis for Kurt Suzuki? Somebody asked, no, actually, yeah, they asked either Francisco Cervelli, who you know I like, or Suzuki for Gaddis. And, I mean, I in the long run, I think Gaddis is still going to have the better season. I still rank him higher. If it's a league where, you know, so few catchers are rostered that both Cervelli and Suzuki can still be available, you could probably get away with playing the hot hands and uh, we'll pick up Gattis later.
1: All right, Scott, who's your other riser?
0: My other riser, how about we go with Luis Castillo, who I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday, and I really wanted to.
1: Oh, yeah, you're all in. I, I saw the tweets.
0: I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it of, of course it would take the Reds firing um their manager who was previously their pitching coach to discover that Castillo was messed up mechanically. Like, I don't know what Brian Price was doing, but Jim, um, Jim Riggleman, who was not a former pitching coach, at least I don't think. Uh, he's been talking about it for the last week, how video shows that Luis Castillo's arm slot was different from last year, putting some work in, in between, um, his previous start and this most recent one Wednesday. Uh, he, he said, Riggleman said the changeup was one of the p- pitches that was affected the most. We know that's Castillo's best pitch. And he was racking up swinging strikes against the Brewers, wasn't having the control issues he had in his earlier starts. He did give up a lot of hits, but hits are among the least predictive stats. I think he's really good, and the fact he's only 78% owned shows that uh, people don't listen to us, because we've been saying he's good all along.
1: All right. That's Luis Castillo, who is either an ad, if he's on your waiver wire, or a buy low. And I just wanna, I just wanna say this is, we're getting a lot of questions about him. He is part of the 15 emails in 5 minutes segment, but we'll do it now. Guys, Brian Dozier, people are freaking out. Dozier's been, since a really, really hot start, he's been terrible. Just go back, look at April 2016, look at April 2017. He's a slow starter, a very slow starter. I, are you worried about Brian Dozier, who has one hit in his last 5 starts?
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Yeah, all right, so that's another guy. I I will be putting by low offers out because somebody just said to me I could get Brian Dozier for Christian Villanueva. Should I do it? Yeah, absolutely. I I will be putting better by low offers out than that for Brian Dozier. Um, Heath, a couple risers from you.
2: J-Hap, I have doubted you for what seems like almost half a decade now, and I'm done doing it. J-Hap is off to... A phenomenal start. He's got a 3.5 ERA and he's been unlucky. You look at his peripherals. They are all lower than that. His strikeouts have gone crazy town banana pants, 34% K rate. He's a career 21 to 22% guy. He's walking no one. He's getting more swinging strikes than he ever has. He has a. 2.56 2.56 XFIP, a 2.49 Sierra. He's doing all of the things.
1: Without being on the Astros?
2: Without being on the Astros. <laughs> yeah. So he probably, though, is just putting... We'll have to check his spin rate and ask Trevor Bauer what it like.
1: Yeah. Alright, so I, we got another email this morning. Would you rather have Jay Hap, Mike fulton Miles Michaelis? Pick one of those three.
2: Hap is not in the same neighborhood as those two for me. Okay. Michaelis is in the same neighborhood as Hap for me, but I'd... Re- I'd um
0: uh, yeah I I actually think I would prefer Michaelis slightly just because we've seen stretches like this from Hap in the past and all I'm seeing that's leading to this change in production is quotes saying he's pitching up in the zone more but the like, hot the hot the hot zones sort of to, um back it up but not in a really obvious way aren't we kind of hoping that Michaelis can be what Hap has been the last three years no I I don't I don't know that. I mean, Michaelis is one of the elite control pitchers in baseball. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know that that's, um, an even comparison at all.
1: All right. Jay Happ is a riser. Who else, Eth? Jose Peraza. Jose
2: Peraza. <laughs> Jose Peraza. He is starting to look more like the player we all hoped he was going to be last year and never turned into. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. I think Peraza could be a good source of batting average, a good source of runs, a good source of steals. He's got five of those already. He seems pretty locked into that spot in the batting order right in front of Joey Votto. And I don't know why he wouldn't hit close to 290.
1: Okay, somebody out of $250 of budget Somebody bid $120 on Jose Peraza in my league. That was- That
2: seems that, like a lot.
1: Yeah, that was C-Town B-Pants right there. But I did put in like a $22 bid for him, but not $120. So I I didn't get him, but yes. Jose Peraza is a riser. Would you rather have Ian Kinsler or Jose Peraza?
2: Kinsler. Peraza and Roto.
1: Alrighty, couple of fallers, Heath Cummings.
2: Yeah, I sent in fallers and then I was told that they weren't good enough, but I'm going to use them anyway.
1: You can't use – fine, fine. I will rip one of them to shreds.
2: Okay, Miguel Cabrera, I – here's the thing. Like He's still hitting the ball hard. He still looks like a good hitter. But he's battled – he's played through injuries for, what, four years, five years? He has some nagging injury each and every year, and he's never been in the best physical condition in the first place. He's hurt again. He came back from a bicep injury on Thursday, left with a hamstring injury. He's old and you just kind of wonder like it made sense for him to play through all of those injuries when he was on a team that was playing for something. He's playing for nothing and he's got like 400 billion dollars guaranteed over the next two decades. I I am very worried about Miguel Cabrera just being on the field.
1: Yeah, this is the third t- I'm pretty sure this is the third time he's now left with an injury. He hasn't missed significant time le- yet, but, uh, I, I share your concerns about Miggy, and... It's
0: worth noting he's been very good. He's he been better than I think a lot of people expected.
1: Yeah, no, I was very, I was very big on him. I have him on a lot of teams, uh, and I, you know, he's, he's playing well, but he actually DH'd yesterday too, so I can't even be like, well, they should just DH him. Because <laughs> he, he DH'd and he got hurt, and he was, I think he was running the base, he was going to second base. Um, so, alright, anyway, Mickey's one. And then this one is like, okay, yeah, go ahead,
2: Heath. This one is extremely important. It's someone that we need to talk about because a lot of people drafted Greg Holland hoping they would be on a team. And then they've stashed Greg Holland thinking he'll eventually become the closer. And I'm just wondering if we're getting closer to time to think Greg Holland might not become a closer.
1: Yeah. It, how, would you drop Greg Holland? How droppable was he?
2: I could see a situation where I dropped Greg Holland, but it would have to be a situation where the, the closer that I got as my third closer was someone that I just feel much more confident in than I did when I made that move. Like most of the situations that I have where I have Greg Holland, Walker Bueller is my other relief pitcher. And I feel pretty good about that for the next month. Yeah, I mean, you know, standard head-to-head line if you're not going to hold on to a backup closer, right? I, I, I've I held on to one in, a, in at least one league. Who? Who is Holland.
0: Oh, Holland. oh. Well, yeah. I mean I had two until the latest news that um you know they're they're just gonna they're they're not gonna keep trying him in the role for now. They're gonna stick with Bud Norris for now. You know, that that could always change. It's why in leagues where saves are scarce on the waiver wire, you probably shouldn't have dropped Greg Holland. He's probably among the best um second choices to close in baseball still. But for the foreseeable future it looks like Bud Norris. All
1: right, Scott, who are your fallers?
0: Marwin Gonzalez.
1: Hey. That's one I, I don't know if I've him used yesterday. him
0: before for this one.
1: No, but, nah, but I, uh, he was somebody I said I was worried about yesterday. So so please proceed, Marwin.
0: Yeah, so last year what made him a fantasy asset was the sudden development of power uh, that he hadn't shown previously in his career. And this year he is reverted to the previous standard. Only two home runs and 123 plate appearances. Um, and I just, I just worry that that aspect of his skill set was a fluke. I still think he's going to be a pretty good on-base guy. Uh, make enough contact that, um, you know, he's, he's never going to be completely out of the Astros plans. But if he's not, like they have a lot of hitters everywhere. <laughs> A lot of hitters in the minors waiting to break in, all over the diamond, and Marwin Gonzalez is a big is a big piece that's standing in their way, and I'm just not sure uh, he's going to be a full timer, and uh, that'll be good enough to roster if he is. So Marwan Gonzalez is a big time faller for me. He's still, um, like I still prefer him to like Scott Kingery and. I'm trying to think of who the other super versatile guys are. Eduardo Nunez. I prefer Eduardo Nunez to go, as Drupal Cabrera. I prefer. I should probably prefer as Drupal Cabrera. I don't know you if should. my rankings reflect that, but I probably should.
2: <laughs> based I, on what I'm saying here.
0: Who's your other faller? Um, my other faller. My other fallers, Danny Duffy. And I say this, recognizing and acknowledging that there are some encouraging undercurrents for Danny Duffy. The velocity that we were worried about at the beginning is pretty much back. He uh, the, the first inning struggles he had early, they've mostly gone away. The control issues have mostly gone away. And yet he's still having bad starts for a very bad team. And the second part is a big reason I'm going, going ahead and lowering in my rankings. Because even... Even if he bounces back to who he was last year, he's less than a strikeout per inning guy on a bad team. So um, so what's the ultimate upside here? Maybe a top 50 starting pitcher. I think at some point, if you drop Danny Duffy for some flavor of the week, Mike Soroka, Nick Kingham, whatever, at some point somebody in your league is going to want to add Danny Duffy again. But I don't think it'll be immediately... And there's a good chance you could be the one who had him again. The only thing is he's a two-start pitcher next week, right?
1: Yeah. And, and his so matchups a- are at Baltimore and at Cleveland for Daniel Duffy, 73% owned.
0: It's like, would you just automatically start him with those two starts? Heck because in, no way. in a
2: points league with Baltimore being one of the matchups, I might. That's okay. well, it's not
0: automatic. I mean, you might. Right, you might.
1: But it's not automatic. I would start Fernando Romero over him. I dropped Duffy for Romero. I was thinking about making a buy low offer on Duffy of Reynaldo Lopez, but I hadn't really considered. Yeah, he might not win many games because that team is terrible. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do think he's Lopez. a good
0: buy low candidate. I just think in certain formats, like he's he's too the he's too low to even need to buy low on him. Like mm-hmm. he shouldn't have cost you anything because he's below rosterable level.
1: I would like to get Ronaldo Lopez off my teams if possible. <laughs> I mean, he's got four strikeouts in his last three starts, <laughs> but we, we'll talk more about him yeah, a little bit later.
0: Uh All right, he's not bad, but no, no, you know, he's, somebody's he's, gonna. I know somebody on Twitter is gonna jump on all over me for that flippant two-word sentence. He's bad, but he's not. He's not bad. As, he has not been as good as he his ERA would suggest.
1: Exactly. So that's Ronaldo Lopez we're talking about. All right, team name Tuesday on a Friday, Heath. What do you got, and then we'll see if the listeners have anything better.
2: Now, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, so I had put a lot of thought into this, did a lot of research, and I came up with four names that I think are just fantastic. I hope that uh, you guys will agree. The U.S.S. Enterprise, uh, the okay. Klingons.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's that's a uh,
0: Star Captain Trek Captain
2: James I think T you're missing the joke Jerk O. Captain oh, James T. Jerk. These so are all they, they Star all Trek. Are. Okay, okay. And then my, I think the best one, Beam Me Up Piscotti. <laughs>
1: beam Me Up Piscotti. That's actually pretty good. Now for some real Star Wars
2: team names. What do you mean?
1: That, that was that, – I, appreci- I, I didn't know what the first one was because I'm not a Star Wars guy either, and I'm definitely not a Star Trek guy. So, uh, like, I you said that – You don't know that, what like, the
0: USS Enterprise is? I do now, but oh my. I I was thrown off because
1: I was expecting Star Wars, so I didn't quite get it. I've never seen Star Trek. Um, yeah.
2: Have Star you ever Trek. seen Star Wars?
1: I did I, not until last year. No, I saw it when I was a kid and I hated it. I thought it was like the most boring movie ever. Uh, the original Episode Four, New Hope. I watched it again last year and I was like, you know, this is pretty good. I get it. I get why people like Star Wars. It was great.
2: I had the exact opposite experience. No, it's really. <laughs> I good. loved it as a kid, but I was more mature than you when I saw it. So that makes sense. Um, I tried to sh- show it to my kids a couple of years ago, and holy wow. You didn't like it? Oh, we made it. We did not finish the, uh, no.
1: Now I've been told that episode four doesn't really hold up, but Empire Strikes Back is, is incredible. And I, I still have Empire Strikes Back on my DVR. I'm waiting to watch it. I haven't had the opportunity.
0: Um, I, I don't mind getting shredded on Twitter for this opinion. You ready? Yeah. I kind of feel like Star Wars is overrated. Now.
1: I think we all do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, when people hear overrated, they assume I'm saying bad. Star Wars is not bad. Star Wars is pretty good. They're, they're pretty good, fun movies, right? I feel like the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. The universe that was created, the rules therein are interesting and, and, uh, you know, the, the character, um, all the, all the ways the characters have been repurposed is, it's, it's interesting. But, I mean, the plot lines are, I don't know, nothing to write home about, right?
1: We're losing a lot of listeners today, guys. <laughs> a lot. Uh, Alright, let's get them back. Here are some team names, just for the last 15 minutes. Darth Hader, Wookie Betts, Ewok Rate, Pitching the Sith, <laughs> like, pitching the sixth inning. Han Solo shot. Luke Skyweaver. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't think I get that one. Attack of the Colognes. <laughs> the Phantom Yoannis. Um, Wookie of the Year. Darth Vader. He's pretty good. And Starlin Wars. There you go. Starlin Wars. We'll end with that. All right. Let's talk about SeatGeek, everybody. The best app. I'm thinking about going to the Yankees game this weekend. They're playing the Indians. Should be a nice little series. Uh, today is Aaron Judge, like, Jedi Bobblehead Day, because it's May the 4th. Don't think I'll get to the game today. But if I go this weekend, I will be using SeatGeek to get there. And I want to tell you about two promo codes. First promo code is FANTASY. Use that promo code FANTASY, 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Hey, but Adam, I already used FANTASY. Okay, but you're still using the SeatGeek app because it finds you the best deals. And we've got another promo code for you if you want to go to a baseball game. Use the promo code Today. For $10 off all MLB tickets. So you can either use Fantasy, if it's your first SeatGeek purchase, 20 bucks off, or the promo code TODAY for 10 bucks off MLB tickets. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Fantasy for twenty bucks off today for ten bucks off MLB purchases. SeatGeek is an awesome app. I've got it on my phone. I use it all the time. Make it your go-to app for sports, concerts, comedy, theater, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. You are going to get the best prices because SeatGeek searches multiple sites and brings in the best deals for you. Again, download that SeatGeek app and use the promo code Fantasy for twenty bucks off your first purchase or the promo code TODAY for ten bucks off your baseball tickets. Alrighty, the big news. Uh, Jacob DeGrom may try to pitch on Monday. I guess we could talk about it on Monday, but are you going to feel comfortable starting DeGrom in a two-start? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a two-start week. Should be, right?
0: If Mike... I don't think the Mets should feel comfortable starting him in a two-start week. You know, I'm skeptical he'll actually make two starts and that he won't just wind up on the DL. I think. <laughs> I, I, ho- I hope they, I hope there's the sobering that happened there because
2: I worry about the integrity of his elbow. Of course, if he's pitching again, I so just can't imagine work. why anybody would doubt anyone associated with the Mets making medical decisions. They've shown in the past that they know how to handle young pitchers.
0: I mean, they have new coaching staff, they have a new medical staff. I felt like this stuff wasn't going to happen anymore.
1: Hey, maybe we're overreacting, and maybe we're, we're unfairly. Associating the new staff with the old I, staff. You if know? I know,
0: I know one doctor on Twitter agreed with me. Oh, the an same, actual doctor, which, <laughs> not Doctor Mike Tanner. Okay, some other doctor hey, who's always liking my stuff. Doctor Mike Tanner has been, I guess, pretty right about Daniel Murphy, yes, right?
2: He has. Yeah. yeah. To answer the question, Adam, if he's starting on Monday, I'm starting him, and I just hope that his elbow will live long and prosper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Walker Bueller is the logical choice to replace Yunjin Ryu, who is going to be out until after the All-Star break. Heath and I talked about Bueller yesterday, but he is uh, 67% owned. I think we have some Bueller questions later. Steven Sousa is back, and Steven Sousa is about 65 66% owned. This is a guy who I, I think he was drafted probably in 90% of leagues. Do you think Steven Sousa is under-owned? He's available in about a third of CBS Sports Leagues.
0: Yeah, that's probably a well. All roto leagues, obviously, five outfielders needs to be on. He probably M- already M- is if he's sixty six percent owned. Yeah, um, you get to head to head, three outfielders, and you know if you're talking a points league, all those strikeouts. He might deserve to be like seventy percent owned.
1: Okay, not not far from not far off. Adrian Beltré making progress, and Moncada was available to pinch hit yesterday. Let's do Fantasy Skywalkers and Fantasy Vaders. And a lot of this comes from the Indians Blue Jays doubleheader. And we actually got a, a tweet from JL. Is this Indians Jays doubleheader a fantasy baseball bonanza? Heath, <laughs> is it a bonanza?
2: Uh, We are going to keep that word out <laughs> of this podcast.
1: Okay, you got to have to listen to Fantasy Football today to get on that inside joke. Ah, Fantasy Skywalkers! I'm just gonna read a bunch of names that are Indians and Blue Jays. Francisco Lindor. He is now the number two shortstop in points, number three in roto. He's 13 for 28 with three homers in his last five games. Josh Donaldson came off the DL and homered in both games of the doubleheader. And, uh, Jan Hervis Salarte. Man, Grand Slam, 8 for 10 with seven home runs, seven RBIs and two homers. Uh, Michael Brantley. Four for eight with two doubles. Brantley's been hitting well lately. He's eighty six percent owned. So Lindor, Donaldson, Brantley, I don't know if there's anybody I'm forgetting from that game that's worth mentioning. But what do you guys think about those those Skywalkers?
0: Well, Salarte was the big winner of the day, right? Even though he busted his lip in the first game and was playing with a band aid mustache the rest of the day. He had eight hits. Um how many home runs overall? Two? Yes. And he his his bad it was a twenty seven and a half point day in our standard scoring format. Wow. For uh Jan Hervis Salarte, and his batting average rose in the one day from two thirty-eight to two eighty-seven. He entered the day with a two twenty-two Babip, so I think it's more appropriate where he is now. He's on like a forty-five homer pace. That's obviously too good to be true, but he's a solid power hitter with you know really good plate discipline, who with Devin Travis now in the minors I don't see him. Becoming the reserve we feared, he'd be at the start of the year. I think if he's your shortstop, you're in good shape.
1: Solarte is eligible where? Second base, shortstop? Second, stop. third, and short. Oh, wow. All right, so he's as Drupal Cabrera. Would you rather have as Drupal or Solarte?
0: I like Solarte more. Peraza or Solarte? Solarte. Peraza. He loves Peraza. I do love Peraza. He loves those singles hitters.
1: Ozzy Albies or – no, he loves steals. Ozzy Albies or <laughs> Josh Donaldson?
0: He does love steals. I hope he doesn't let you down. Uh Josh Donaldson or Ozzy Albies, you said? Yep. What did you say? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what you said? That's what I said. I'm setting booby traps. Okay. All right. Um, That's actually tougher than I thought it'd be. I'm going to say Donaldson. Heath? Albies. Mm, and, I, don't, uh, I don't blame you.
1: Did anybody get the reference I just dropped? That's what I said. I'm setting booby traps? Nope. Really?
0: Was it from Star Wars? From Goonies. Oh. Goonies. Overrated. Oh, shut up, Scott. No, you're overrated. <laughs> I can't hear any of the dialogue. They needed to mic up those kids better. I think I got that. <laughs> I hope I got that
1: quote right. Okay. Probably
0: not because they weren't mic'd up very well.
1: Yeah, I got that right. So uh another Skywalker is Nomar Mazzara. Mazzara has homered in three straight games. Before this three-game stretch... He was not doing very well. He had a 284-333-404 slash line. But now he is the number 21 outfielder in both formats. Still no steals. He has two steals in his career. But hitting lefties this year is Nomar Mazzara. Break it out, Heath.
2: You know, sometimes a feeling is all we humans have to go on, and that's kind of all we've been going on for the last couple of years with Nomar Mazzara. But I do feel like it's finally happening. It's really rare for a player to be even an average hitter at the age that he was an average major league hitter, we've been projecting some growth on him that he has yet to exhibit, but I I believe he's starting to exhibit it. Here's the problem:
0: 25.3 fly ball rate, That's which not, is that is a low number. You know
2: everything we read about
0: Eric Hosmer, we've talked about it with Christian Yelich, but they're both both better hitters in other ways than Mazzara is. I I don't just because he's homered in three straight games. I'm not ready to change my opinion on Mazzara. I know. Like he's got an 800 OPS and he's hitting 285. He has, he has a low 800 OPS. What what does that mean in today's game? Yeah,
1: it's not that good. Especially with zero steals. For an outfielder.
0: He got a 37% hard contact rate. I mean, rate. he deserves I, to be starting in five outfielder leagues. That was true even before he homered in three straight games. I think but in three outfielder, outfielder leagues, no.
1: Julio Teran's a fantasy skywalker. He's 78% owned. He was flirting with a no hitter. Seven innings, two hits, no runs, two walks, six strikeouts at the fading New York Mets. Fifteen swinging strikes. So he's been very good now. I think it's five starts, uh, for Julio Teran. His last five have been good. 78% owned. So he's right there with Luis Castillo. Uh, they have the same ownership percentage. Are they in the same
2: class? No. Um, I, I say that really quickly. And I want to clarify that I'm encouraged by what Julio Tehran has done lately. And he pitches for the best team in baseball now, so he's going <laughs> to get a lot of wins. That wasn't me saying that. But Luis Castillo has top 15 upside.
1: Yeah. this uh, Julio, uh, it, was, it was a dumb question, but it had to be asked.
2: Okay, well, I'm glad you asked the dumb question. Yeah. And yeah. um, I, I didn't mean to call you dumb. No, I what, called myself dumb.
0: What, what's worth pointing out, like, Julio Teran, his velocity down this year, like a couple miles per hour. But the changeup and slider have been so much more effective than last year when he just wasn't getting any swings and misses on them at all, but I'm, I th- I think overall this has been a what we're seeing from Tehran, is positive development, even with the velocity down. Like he's back to being a guy you would automatically start with two starts, I think, and you know play the matchups with one start.
1: He, is he a two star pick? I actually don't. Think I, he I don't is. think he is, no. but
0: I'm saying he will be again, and
2: you'll automatically start. One, with one day he <laughs> is going to get two <laughs> starts in the same week. Okay, so
1: uh those are your your Skywalkers. Here are your Vaders, your fantasy Vaders Ken yeah. Giles
0: wh- what Darth Vader was also a Skywalker. I just wanna oh spoiler alert.
1: I know he's his father. I mean if that's what you're yeah. spoiling yeah
0: his name was Skywalker.
1: Uh, okay um well, you get the point fantasy... I don't know if
0: it's like there's like a legal name change that happens when you go to the dark side. I'm but... not sure he's
1: a really great bad guy though. I'm just going to – Oh, yeah. I mean, probably the opinion. most
0: famous bad guy ever.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, although I don't know that you can find a more evil bad guy than – uh what's his name? Ramsey? Whatever his freaking name is from Game of Thrones. Why can't I? I'm blanking on his name. But everybody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely amazing I, bad I mean,
0: guy. the best bad guy of all time in my personal opinion is Ben Linus from oh. Lost.
1: I don't know. Thank you for, for spoiling loss for me, Scott. All right, Fantasy Vaders. No Fantasy bad guys. Ken Giles, bad guy, did not get called upon for the save in the ninth after punching himself in the face. Will Harris was awful. Brad Peacock came in and was actually good, but he gave up Will Harris's runs. Chris Davensky pitched the eighth and should have pitched the ninth. And, uh yeah, your read on the Astros closers.
2: I feel the same way I did about it a week and a half ago. There was a, there was a short period of time where I started to feel more optimistic that maybe Giles had figured things out and then he was Ken Giles again. So I think Ken Giles still leads the Astros in saves this year. I think he's not in the top 12 in baseball.
1: Okay. Carlos Carrasco was a fantasy Vader. Two terrible starts in a row. Went back this morning and looked at last year's game log. He had two stretches of Three bad starts in in four, or three bad starts in five. He just, he has bad starts. Kind of holds Carrasco back more than you would expect from him. Did have 20 swinging strikes, though. But uh, Scott, your thoughts on Carlos Carrasco, Fantasy Vader, Carlos Carrasco?
0: How many swinging strikes did you say he had? 20. Yeah, that is an elite number. It's probably only happened, I don't know, 12 to 15 times this year. That's just totally up top of mind. I mean... I could be wrong there, but be, I, be I pay pretty be,
2: close attention to that, and I—that's my sense. Be careful because insufficient facts always invite danger. Yes, they do.
0: Um, but like it was a season high, like whatever, he's good. It's a couple bad starts in a row. I'm not worried about him if he's missing that many bats.
1: Okay, and David Price is a fantasy Vader that we might be worried about. The Red Sox talking about there's not enough separation velocity in his pitches. His uh, David Price, okay, so. These were his velocities, according to MLB.com. Two-seamer, 92.2. Cutter, 88. Four-seamer, 92.1. Changeup, 86.4. And Alex Cora said Price might have to throw more curveballs to keep hitters honest. Uh Yeah, he looked terrible yesterday. Now, the last three runs that he gave up were probably not his fault. He got hosed on a call that should have ended an inning. Still, it was a bad start, and it's not looking good right now for David Price. Fantasy Vader David Price, who's worried?
0: Oh, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried not so much about the velocity because the two starts prior to this one, it was, you know, he averaged like 94 on his fastball. Uh, but they weren't good starts and he's only had one quality start this year. And with all the injury, with the injury history and I mean, I just, I, I don't know that he's going to get back to being an ace when at the start of the year, I at least allowed for that possibility. Uh, but I don't think he's like droppable or even close to that.
1: Would you rather have David Price or Luis Castillo?
2: Price. I definitely had Price ahead of Castillo y- before yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they are—they're yeah. both in that top thirty, but not top twenty range.
1: Would you rather have Price or Clevenger? I guess it's Price then.
2: Price. Yep. Uh,
1: I don't think I'm. But, I don't think I can start Price next week at. At the that's Yankees. the thing. That's at, the at thing. The like he's like, he's know, another
0: he's... bad start from dropping to like where Sonny Gray is now. Well, he's gonna still... have the
1: bad start. He's always bad against the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, he's just like they they own him. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then uh, that's it for our fantasy vaders. We've got a lot of emails to get to, and most added, most dropped. Other players to consider adding and drop, adding and dropping. Excuse me. You should be adding to your phone the draft app. I am getting better on the draft app. I have finished third out of fifth, out of five, rather, two straight days! So making progress. Yesterday I had Sean Maniah. Only seven points. Manny Machado and Nelson Cruz had big games for me. Keiris Davis was okay, and unfortunately Max Kepler was a big zero. But there were only four night games, so, you know, Max Kepler kinda had to dig a little bit deeper. It was challenging, it was fun. And, I, you know, I might start playing expert mode where you take away some of the best players, make it a little bit harder. Maybe I'll have more success there. But all of you can have plenty of success uh, on Draft. Download the Draft app or go to Draft.com. And if you want a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit, use the promo code FBtoday. Promo code is FBtoday. That will get you that free entry into a real money baseball draft. It will also get you following me Big Kane two on draft. Big C A N E two on draft. Um, and then you'll see the drafts I post, and we can compete against each other. But you can do baseball, you can do basketball, PGA, NFL, hockey, but a bunch of stuff on the draft app. You can play for cold hard cash, get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just one buck. You're doing snake drafts, and they're they are very quick and very fun. So download that draft app and use the promo code FB today. News and notes. Ichiro. Transitioning to a front office role, not officially retiring. He should probably retire. (laughs) Logan Forsythe set for a rehab assignment. Zach Davies on the DL with rotator cuff inflammation. Is this going to get Woodruff in the rotation?
2: I I hope so. They have so many bad starting pitchers.
1: Hater? Is this going to get Hater in the rotation?
2: No, No, I don't think they're close to doing that. I'm still hoping that's a post-All-Star break push for the pennant move.
1: Okay. Steve Pierce is on the DL with a strained side muscle. Wellington Castillo is day-to-day with lower abdomen pain. And, all right, here we go. Clock is starting. 15 emails in five minutes. I selected these emails. I think they are relevant for many of our listeners, if not all of our listeners. Here we go. From Restless in Richmond. Someone dropped Mike Soroka in my 12-team league. Should I replace any of the following with Soroka? Chase Anderson, Luis Castillo, Walker Buehler, or Jeff Samarja?
2: I would
0: not. Yeah, I think Soroka's the low guy there for me, too.
1: That's Anderson, Castillo, Buehler, and Samarja. All right, Dylan, happy Kokomo Friday. Rank these hitters in terms of ownability. Kyle Seeger, Conforto, David Dahl, and Longoria. Seeger, Conforto, Dahl, Longoria.
0: You ready for this, Dylan? You just did.
1: (laughs) Alright, Seeger Conforto Dahl Longoria. This is from Ken. Dear Vin, Harry, and Red, those have got to be, I don't know who they are. Broadcasters? Why do I, I think s- so. why do I still have Conforto on my bench? Should I stash him or drop Conforto for Matt Adams, Mark Canna, Jorge Soler, or Steven Souza?
2: Nope. No. He
0: was the second most rosterable from the last question. I mean, he's, he's, I have concerns about him. Obviously, serious injuries coming back from hasn't hit very well. But, you know, he at his upside is still very high. He's still getting on base at a high rate. Give him more of a chance than this.
1: Okay. Try to get Solaire on your team, though, but not at the expense of Conforto. From Victor, is it worth hanging on to Matt Kemp in a head-to-head points league?
2: Yeah.
0: In a head-to-head points league?
1: I think so. He does not play that much. His his slash line is terrific, but he doesn't play that much. I was surprised to see it.
0: They're mostly, and it's not a strict platoon, but I feel like they're mostly using him as a lefty masher. And, you know, he's gonna get hurt or set some point or do something stupid in the outfield at some point and I don't, I don't think three outfielder leagues, he's worth your time.
1: Alright, Devin, aka Lloyd. Uh, dear Dontrell, Hanley, Chris, and Jose, Harlan Garcia is legit. Uh, hot take, Harlan will be a top three rookie pitcher this year and have over 100 Ks.
0: Why is he legit? Because I'm not seeing it.
1: Great command of the high and tight fastball, a sworn enemy of the flyball revolution. (laughs) Not a bad point. Uh, I don't know if it's true. but
0: um, Yeah, I mean, no. a, A lie is a very
2: poor way to say hello.
1: I don't get that. This is from Blake. Is it time to drop Billy Hamilton or Jeff Samarja?
2: I could definitely see dropping Billy Hamilton in a variety of leagues but not a five outfielder or a roto league. So, Harlan Garcia
0: is basically not he's not a ground ball pitcher and he's allowed a, a lot of hard contact and obviously the strikeout rate is not very good. So, um I don't I didn't hear the last question because I was looking up Garcia. Is it time to drop Billy Hamilton or Jeff Samarja? Hamilton in a points league, but not in Roto. I mean those steals he's gonna give you a ton of steals.
1: He's got five so far, so he needs to get running.
0: He'll, he'll yeah. I mean he gets that batting average up over two hundred anyway.
1: This is from Kevin. Hey, Penny, Brain and Inspector. Nah, 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 nah. He said he was waiting until May first, I believe, to make a decision on Ian Hap. What's his decision on Ian Hap?
2: You may find that having is not so pleasing a thing as wanting. What the it's hell not- are
1: you doing? What what <laughs> are you doing, sir?
2: You can let him go. I think there are people that know what I'm doing.
1: Well, they are really enjoying this. Uh, Happ is 70 percent owned. I would not mind buying super low on Happ and stashing him. And if I had, if I had a lot of roster spots, shallow bench, I get it. But um, they are okay. Whatever. From Colin, I've been stashing Walker Bueller in my uh, minor league spot.
0: Sound disappointed about it, Connor?
1: <laughs> no, I did the Bueller voice. I've been stashing Walker uh, Bueller. Um, would you drop it's any of not as good as
0: Jock Peterson?
1: No, it's not. Would you drop any of the following to roster Bueller, Pomeranz, Duffy, Hamels, Gosman?
0: I would drop Pomeranz, and I would drop what? Duffy if I had Pomeranz. Duffy is the one I would drop. Pomeranz, his velocity's way down. Give him some time. Give him some time. I He's will, three but he can spend that time on the waiver wire. I think oh, you're more in, in danger in of leads. losing
2: Bueller.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're less danger of losing Duffy.
2: I think, I think Duffy's less likely to get picked up than Pomerantz.
1: Alright, from Brigley Field. Hey, real quick, what are the chances Walker Bueller ends up making more of an impact this season than Shohei Otani? Low. Okay. From Austin in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. Hey, real quick, would you trade Justin Upton for Lorenzo Kane in a categories league?
2: Oh yeah. Really? Okay. I, but I had Kane ranked ahead of Upton at the beginning of the year, so. Yeah, I mean, I recently moved ahead,
0: Kane ahead of Upton, but it's not. I think they're probably just right next to each other. It's not an obvious, oh, yeah, situation. Depends what you need, et cetera.
1: Taylor from Pittsburgh. 16-team categories league. I need steals. Do you think Roman Quinn of the Phillies is a good stash? Roman Quinn. How deep is the league? 16 teams.
0: I mean, it's pretty deep, but I just I don't see the avenue for him.
1: All right. From Calvin, would you swap you Darvish for Zach Godley?
2: No. Ah. Uh... Uh, I think I actually dropped you below Godly in my rankings, in my update yesterday. Can you please so, start
1: saying Darvish so it doesn't seem like you're putting me down every time you talk about him? What do you mean? You just said you dropped me <laughs> Godly. You <laughs> so know. Like, you stink. I hate you. And I'm wondering if this is a secret message, Heath. That's all. At,
2: Adam, I would just say that insults are effective only where emotion is present.
1: <laughs> I don't know what this is.
0: Alright. Here's, here's a bold take. You ready? Uh huh. I've dropped Godly more than I've dropped you this year.
1: In in rankings? Yes. That's, Not that, that I've
0: dropped him that much. Right.
2: I don't know. You is terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Andrew from Toronto, our last emo here. I'm cutting it short. Uh, which pitcher should I drop in a 10 team league? Alex Wood, Chase Anderson, Lucasie, uh, Nukem or Ross? Wood, Anderson, Lucasie, Newcomb or Ross. Drop one.
2: Probably Casey, but I could see dropping Anderson instead. Okay. Whew. We're to the point where we're dropping Casey, Really? Well, it's, did you hear those names? Yeah,
0: good names. I, I mean, but he's not the bottom for me. Um, Anderson is, but he probably has a lot of trade value. I, Ross, I think, is the most sneakable through waivers.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a mistake. Ross is still under. Oh, I know. I
0: think yeah. he's good, but he's what? 68% owned.
1: Scott, any quick prospects reports? Uh, as Glaber Torres and Ronald Acuna are often nice starts. Acuna much better, uh, but encouraging stuff for both of them. But who's who's next?
0: Yeah, there was that big rush of prospects last week, so we're kind of uh, flailing around for potential call-ups. But uh, I think Willie Adamez makes a lot of sense for the Rays because only, it's only Ediani Hechevaria. Man, I said that name wrong. Ediani. Ediani Etchevaria. Yep. Um, who's standing in his way? And yeah, he's been a big prospect for a long time. Adam is off to a really good start at AAA. The bat's finally living up to the pedigree. So he's up there. Jack Flaherty, of course, is probably the top prospect to stash. Nick Senzel, uh, if he's healthy, like it's to the point where Ryan McMahon, who just got sent down, and we're probably all tired of him, he's second on my minor leaguers to stash list. So if you're not interested in stashing him, you're probably not interested in stashing much of anything.
1: Hey, listen, tomorrow is the day or today is the day for Willie Calhoun that they could bring him up. I did read something recently that's, you know, they're going to give Guzman some run. and It's not looking great for Calhoun, but I don't know. I mean, what about him?
0: Calhoun's been awful in the minors. Like,
1: but only this year. Pre- previously. Oh, yeah. Grade, I mean, right?
0: obviously, he's a good prospect, but I, I don't see why, why they choose now to call him up other than, obviously, the service time thing. Like, he hasn't earned it.
1: Alright, hey, if you want to earn some money, go to sportsline.com, use our promo code PITCH. Sign up for sportsline.com. Kentucky Derby coming right up. We have a horse racing guru, Jody Demling. He is incredible. He has nailed nine straight Oaks Derby doubles. He's had little tickets for the winners with the winners of the Kentucky Oaks on Friday and the Derby on Saturday. Nine straight years, going for ten in a row. Get in on that. Use the promo code PITCH, and you will get your first month on Sportsline.com for just $1. And then it goes back to the regular price, which is only $9.99 a month, starting in month two. That is very, very low. $9.99 a month for this great, great resource, Sportsline.com. The promo code is PITCH. Most added and two-star pitchers. Here we go. The most added list. Nick Kingham, Mike Soroka are one and two. And somebody made a good point that really we should be saying, Mike Soroka. I guess a great, great point.
0: Yeah, we should start. It's up there with Luke Weaver. Yeah,
1: I, it might be better. And uh, no, that's not better. Jose Peraza's is be three. They're all only about 60% of leagues. Fernando Romero for Daniel Robertson. Daniel Robertson, I added a lot last week. I've already dropped him in two leagues. 46% owned. Is that, uh, two, how's that porridge for Daniel Robertson? 46% <laughs> owned.
0: It's two, two, Eh, 46 isn't very high it's just right
1: too hot just right all right it's not too low that's that's for sure Jorge Soler another homer and again off a lefty Heath he's 46% owned he's crushing lefties
2: I wrote about Jorge Soler and Mike Miner both today saying that we've been talking about these guys for weeks on end and how they're under owned and they're both still under owned nobody listens to us Heath uh, they do on some people. Like we, like we write something about a rookie starting pitcher and he jumps to sixty percent. I don't know that that has anything to do with us. I think it's just human nature reacting to
0: the big call up. Uh, I think we We're move just, the needle less than we think. People listen to us, but it's in one ear out the other.
1: Yeah, I like Mike Miner. Forty percent owned. Six eight. Look, he's got a pretty high whip. You know, one two four. You can deal. He's got a fairly high ERA, four thirty six. But I, I think. If you get a guy who has like a 4-ish ERA, a low 1-2 whip, like, that's a usable pitcher. And he's only 40% owned. So, I mean, I'd rather have Minor than Ronaldo Lopez. How about you guys?
2: Actually, I'm Ronaldo not sure. Ronaldo Lopez about
1: that. is bad. Yeah, I don't think he's bad. Like,
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like oh, he, um, his, strikeout, his strikeout and walk rates are terrible individually, and obviously, you know, the strikeout to walk rate itself is also bad. So, um, this, it's good. He's a fly ball pitcher, so the home run, like all three legs of the fifth triangle, I feel like he's failing on. So how does he have a two-something ERA? Well, he's not going to for much longer.
1: We got Kyle Gibson on the most out of this. Would you rather have Kyle
2: Gibson or Ronaldo Lopez or Mike Miner?
0: I would rather have Miner than followed
2: by Gibson, followed by Lopez. I'll go Miner, Lopez, Gibson. I'm not buying into this Kyle Gibson madness.
1: Are you buying into Nick Marcakis or Kevin Pillar?
0: to a degree. I mean, they're both fine hot hand plays if you have a spot to fill. Um and I feel like Marquicus in points leagues is always a little undervalued. Uh the fact that he's in what looks like a great lineup now should only help his skills play up. But, you know, there's not there's not huge upside for either of these players and um I imagine like they're not going to become fixtures in your lineup.
1: Was nice to see Pilar stole his sixth base yesterday. So I think he has two steals in his last three games, something like that. Where are you, game log? Two steals. Oh, two steals in a row.
0: Yep. He's six for six. Oh, no, two in his last three. Like you said, three three, were in one inning off uh, a bad pitcher-catcher combo. But, but I mean, he he can run. So hopefully he keeps running because that would, that would be a game changer. That's where, that is the specific area where I see the most upside between these two players.
1: I know you didn't just call Gary Sanchez a bad defensive catcher, right?
0: Um, It was it
1: was really Betances's fault. Okay. Gary Sanchez has a freaking cannon.
2: He does have a cannon. He throws really hard. If if they could just get somebody to block the balls in the dirt for him, he's not good at that. He put a little pad around him. He
1: almost cost them the game yesterday. I was like, think it was a wild pitch, but he's. Yeah, he's, uh, not very good at that, but man, is he good defensively. Actually, he has positive defensive metrics, I believe. He did last year, despite all well, the, the balls. Well, the problem
2: with that is that instruments register only through things they're designed to register. <laughs> I,
1: just, I just, I don't get it. Alright, two-star pitchers for fantasy week seven, but really, like, it's really fantasy week six, right? We all, oh wait, yeah, week six, right? This is, yeah, okay. For next week. Kershaw, Strasburg, Carmart, Severino, Nola Mania, Paxton, Snell, Keichel, Hendricks, Godley, Bundy. Let's go to Bundy. Now we're starting him against the Kansas City and Tampa Bay.
0: The Kansas City? Yes, we are.
1: Michael Fulmer at Texas, home against Seattle.
2: Oh, yeah. Start him.
1: Oh, yeah. Sean Newcomb at Tampa Bay at Miami. Oh,
2: Ace. yeah. Ace Newcomb.
1: Ooh, all right. Here's a tough one. Now, look, John Gray is not a guy who's bad at home and great on the road. But he's got two home starts. He's, he's kind of even his splits. Two home starts, Angels and Brewers for John Gray.
2: No, thank you. I mean, the last two starts were so good. I think you gotta do it. I'm not going up against those two lineups in course with Ooh, any DFS starting guy. pitcher. DFS guy. DFS guy. Any starting pitcher. DFS guy.
1: <laughs> uh, who else we got here? Where am I? Uh, there I am. Drew Pomerantz at the Yankees. And I don't know. I, actually, this might not be accurate. He might not be a two-star pitcher.
2: Well done.
1: Well, it's not my fault, if I'm being honest. Jeff Sabarja at Philadelphia and at Pittsburgh.
2: Ah, uh, When the personality of human is involved, exact predictions are hazardous. <laughs> but I would probably start him.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know.
1: Please reveal at the end of the show what the hell you're talking
2: about.
0: <laughs> um, I'd probably start him, too.
1: Stroman, Seattle and Boston.
0: I mean, I'm not ready to trust him even if his last start was good. Maybe in a points league if I just wanted the extra start and I didn't worry about ratios.
1: Those are two good lineups. We don't really talk about Seattle, but that is a really good lineup. Uh, Harlan Garcia. Okay, I know you guys know. Tyson Ross, Washington, and St. Louis at home. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tyson yeah, yep. Ross
1: and Luis Castillo, we already established these are two guys you have to yep, pick up. Yep, yep. So are you comfortable starting Castillo against the Mets and at the Dodgers?
2: I am, yep. Okay. Like but, how how good do we think the Dodgers lineup's going to be without Seeger and without Puig?
1: Not good. Uh Puig Puig will likely be back by then.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, they got to the World Series without Corey Seeger last year. So there's that. Uh, they still. I look. I still expect the Dodgers to win the division. I don't think they're a lineup you avoid.
1: They had Justin Turner. Uh, no, though.
0: but I don't think. I don't think. Like I don't think Luis Luis Castillo is a pitcher you. If he's as good as I think he is, I don't think he's a pitcher you play matchups with. Like that's the thing when I get when I bristle at some of these. Oh, he has bad matchups. Like if you believe the pitcher's good, that's the kind of pitcher that succeeds against bad matchups. Right.
2: Luis Castillo has given us about six innings this year to believe he's good,
0: and a lot of innings last year to believe he's good.
1: Okay, uh, Fernando Romero, at St. Louis and at the Angels. I, I think I'm gonna start him in points and I'm gonna, it's gonna really depend on who I've gotten in, in roto. That seems fair. Lucas Giolito, Pittsburgh and at the Cubs.
0: I mean, we're gonna say no from now on. Yeah, alright, right. so. We're we're done. Already, we already we're did done. this exercise. We
1: are done. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that, that works for me. So let's take a look at today's matchups on the MLB scoreboard. Brought to you by me, Tomlin at Sabathia.
0: Oh, no, uh, no, I, I could no. see taking a bath, but I'd rather not. <laughs> Nick when was the that, last time you took a bath? Yeah, I'd rather time? not answer
2: that. <laughs> it was this morning.
0: It wasn't.
1: <laughs> I'm not a bath guy. Oh,
0: I thought you, I thought you meant bathe in any sort of way. No, it wasn't. Okay, the last time I took an actual bath was years ago. I'm sure.
1: Now I would like to know the answer to the other question nope. though. Nope, not gonna
0: answer that. <laughs> I'm I am I am stretched pretty thin right now. Certain things have fallen by the way so You don't have
1: to be embarrassed, guy. I I do not shower every day.
0: Well you don't leave your house.
1: That's true. That's why
0: I don't shower every day. <laughs>
2: Uh, it, it has I been, shower every day, and some days twice. It has
0: been at least 24 hours since I've showered.
1: That's. I am totally fine with that. In fact, I, I at, and you, you know, I'm not, not sure, going to say how many. I'm not sure which podcast I revealed this on, but I went a full week without deodorant on my honeymoon.
0: What? Full week. Yeah. What? Yeah,
2: it was. Well, if you're going to do it, <laughs> the
0: honeymoon's the time to do it. <laughs> no, that is not the time to do Didn't it. Didn't need <laughs> it. Was not a problem.
1: Was not a problem. I'm a lucky man. I don't know what to say. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Is, you 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 know you don't smell that as much as other people do.
1: Yeah, but my wife confirmed, like it was totally fine.
0: Yeah, it was a honeymoon fan she's, she's very nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Honeymoon, it's the truth, guys. I right, Nick Pavetta at Gio Gonzalez.
2: I'm starting Geo for sure. I'm iffy about Pavetta. I'd start them both.
1: Armand Marquez at Zach Wheeler.
0: I'll start Wheeler. Would you? I wouldn't. The Rockies are awful. Oh man, they still have two of the best hitters in baseball. They are the worst rated offense in baseball. Eh, I don't, I don't buy it. They also were last year. What? No, they were not the worst. They were like they were 20, the worst were like rated offensive baseball. They made the play out the, the playoffs on the strength of their pitching on the strength of their ballpark. No, that's,
2: that's everybody played in their ballpark. They were a below yeah, average offense last
0: year. I know, but if they were worse than all the offenses they were going up against at their ballpark, they would have been bad at home, and they weren't. That's ridiculous. They're a bad offense. Oh, they're not. They are. So well, they don't have DJ That's
2: the stupidest thing you've ever heard. Yes. that's <laughs> the defense. They—they're one of the best. That... You are L- wrong. But they basically two
0: have two
1: point. good players right now because they don't have LeMayu, and they're on the road. It's all Arenado and, yeah, and Black. I
0: mean, Trevor Story's a good hitter. He's a good yeah. at home.
1: He's usually pretty terrible on the road.
0: Well. Be that as I'm man. not sure I'm starting Wheeler, but I wouldn't call them a bad. I wouldn't call them a favorable. Statistically, matchup. they are a below-average offense and have been for
2: two years.
1: Way in Chen at Sal Romano. That's no,
0: crazy. I don't know what stats you're looking at, but that's ridiculous.
1: We're not starting Chen or Sal Romano, right? No. Start Happ. What about Andrew Kitridge? No. Uh No. Chris Stratton at Mike Fulton-Evich.
0: I'll start Fulty.
1: Yeah. Rick Porcello at Bartolo Colon.
0: I'll start Porcello for For sure, sure. Um, not Cologne.
1: Nick Kingham at Junior Guerra.
0: No, thank you. Could be fun to roll the dice on Kingham. That could be fun. It's not automatic.
1: Jose Barrios at Carson Fulmer. Start Barrios. Yep. Jose Quintana at Miles Michaelis. Start both. Yep. Liriano at Ian Kennedy. Ooh, Liriano. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'd start Liriano against the Royals. He kind of owns the Royals, I think, but I would not start him.
1: Walker, Bueller, Joey Lucchese.
0: Lucchese, I'm fine with. Bueller, I'm fine with, given the matchup. Is this the Mexico game? Yes. Uh, That's uh, actually. I have
2: not looked. I'm just afraid that's like Coors Field.
0: Well, it's it's in, where did we decide it was? Monterey. Monterey, which is not, you know, it's not the extreme elevation of, like, Mexico City. It's, uh. You know, it's a quarter of a mile high, yeah, or a third of a mile high, something like that. But um, what's the answer? Yeah, Bueller and Lucchesi. I think I start. start both. I, I mean, it's it's a little more dangerous, but whatever. I like to live dangerously.
1: Garrett Cole, Chris Medlin. Yeah, no Medlin. Yes, Cole. Right. No <laughs> Cashner. No Daniel Mangdon, and Garrett Richard. Oh, actually, uh, am I right? No Cashner. No Mangdon? You're right. Yeah. Garrett Richards at Mike Leak.
0: I'd start
2: Richards. Yeah, I would, um, hesitantly.
1: And do har har binks. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. And, uh, last team name is Jabba the Hut Hut Hike. And Heath, <sighs> what the hell were you talking about on today's show?
2: I would like for everyone that knows what I was doing to tweet at him. At Adam Acer. Oh,
1: that's, thank you. Oh, Nobody's man. gonna tweet him. Yes, they are gonna tweet me. Thank you, Heath, for sending me off into the weekend with that. Alright, for Scott and Heath, thank you for listening on this Kokomo Friday, and we'll be back on Monday
0: with, uh, from- bye.